Today on Locked on A's, we are going over the comparison that I've been making between Chris Davis and Dermis Garcia. Is Dermis the next Chris Davis? We're going to talk about that. And then four A's minor leaguers got promoted to Vegas. Who are they and what kind of seasons are they having? Let's get into it. You are Locked on A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 457 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on today's episode, we are going over the comparison that I've been making between Chris Davis and Dermis Garcia. Is he, is Dermis the next guy who's just going to be hitting home runs and striking out, and what was Chris Davis doing at this point in his career? We're going to talk about that, and then we got some promotions to go over in the second and third segment. Tyler Soderstrom headliner he's getting promoted what kind of season has he been having as well as these these other three guys who three of them are also on the a's top 30 prospects so let's talk about all of that today but before we do uh thank you so much for making locked on a's your first listen every day we are free and available on all platforms uh we are also available on youtube so go ahead and subscribe to our youtube channel uh follow us on social media at locked on a's on twitter and instagram i'm a by jason b on twitter if you guys have any questions for us join our twitter community it's just locked on a's in the twitter community forum and then uh pose a question in there but with all that said, let's get into today's episode. Uh, last week, I started wondering how Dermis Garcia compared to Chris Davis when he was coming up, uh, because both guys have a lot of power, and both guys strike out a decent amount. So I was like, hey, that's weird. And then, out of nowhere, uh, on Sunday, you had Jordan Diaz making his big league debut, playing first base, and then they moved Dermis Garcia to left field, Now I was like... Okay, this comparison's getting out of hand here. I need to I need to look this stuff up. So that is what I did. I looked this stuff up. And besides just seeing how these two guys compare, I'm also looking for which player is going to be that shining light for the A's that gets us through the current rebuild. Because uh, the last time around, it was Chris Davis. He was the shining light. He was the guy that was hitting 247 and smacking a bunch of home runs, 40 home runs or more a season. And, uh, you know, that, that got us through until, you know, Chapman and Olsen were there and then Pender was there. Canna uh, had been around, but, you know, they, they weren't doing enough on their own. And then you could kind of see the team forming around these guys. And so I'm looking for who's going to be that kind of a guy on this current A squad. And perhaps it's Dermis Garcia and history is repeating itself. So there are a number of guys that could be the A's shining light in 2023 and beyond. Uh, you know, it could be Jordan Diaz. It could be Shea Langoliers or Nick Allen or Christian Pache. Uh, they've got some guys that could take this mantle, but these are all guys that have been top prospects for the A's for at least a few years, or, you know, in Pache's case or Langoliers' case, were acquired to be those guys. So it would be different if it was Dermis Garcia and he really started clicking just like it it would it would be different if it was Dermis Garcia, just like it was different when Chris Davis came over from Milwaukee and started mashing. Because 
We knew that Chapman and Olsen had a decent chance to be good, just like we do with those other guys that I just mentioned. But Davis becoming a 40 home run a year guy, a, a year and more. He, he also hit 48 one year. Uh, for him to become just a masher of baseballs, uh, it, it was unexpected. For, for me, at least, he'd hit, I think, 27 in a season at some point, but the ball was flying out of parks at that point. So, uh, yeah, I was like, yeah, sure, they got this guy who's not really done a whole bunch, but sure, let's see what Chris Davis does. And then he does lots of good things. So it was it was a surprising thing for, I think, a lot of us to just see unfold in Oakland. So today, I wanted to take a quick look at each guy's stat line to see if Chris Davis, if, if the Chris Davis comparison is a fair one to be making with Dermis Garcia. So, so far this season, uh, Dermis is hitting 254 with a 329 on base in 25 games played. He has also hit four home runs and has five doubles, giving him a 140 WRC+. Plus. And uh, for those of you that are wondering, uh, what, what what the hell is a WRC plus? Uh, basically, 100 is league average, and anything above that is good. So uh, for each number that you are above that, if you had a 101, you would be 1% above league average. So Dermis Garcia in his 25 games has been 40% above league average. That's good. Uh, in Chris Davis's first season with the Brewers at the age of 25, Dermis is only 24. Uh, Davis hit 279. That's wild to consider. Consider. It's wild to consider considering that he hit 247 like 18 straight years and then retired. Um, but he hit 279 with a 353 on base percentage in 56 games. And he also hit 11 home runs and had 10 doubles, giving him a WRC plus of 158. He was uh, very solid in his big league debut of 56 games for the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, Dermis is matching the power numbers. He, basically, he's on average, he's on pace right there, seemingly, uh, with games played. If you just double everything, yeah, sure. Uh, I, I, don't, I know that the, the plate appearance numbers don't quite match up right there because uh, he's not on the same pace, but according to per game, sure. Um, I'm not going to be mad at him having a 140 WRC+. plus. So the, the comparison isn't quite there statistically, but uh, he's still doing fairly well. Uh, the average and the on-base are a little bit lower than Chris Davis, but with such a small sample size, 25 games, that's less than a month. Uh, a one-two hit game could change that real quick. So I'm not really concerned about that stuff either. The main thing that I wanted to focus on is the strikeout rate because Dermis Garcia is striking out quite a bit. Uh, like, he, he strikes out 44.3% of the time so far in his young career, and that's not a great sign, but even though it seemed like KD was striking out nearly every at-bat the last few seasons he was with the A's, uh, he never posted a strikeout rate higher than 29.9%, which he did in 2017 while mashing 43 home runs. And that is going to be a magic number, I think, for Dermis Garcia is 29.9, just slightly below 30. So even by home run rate or how many, how often you're hitting a home run, uh, Dermis is behind how often Chris Davis was hitting home runs. Uh, in the 2017 season that Chris Davis had, he was launching one every 15 at-bats. And Dermis currently is launching one every 19 at-bats. So a little bit slower. I mean, it takes him like an extra game 
to get one of those over the wall. Uh, the one thing that gives me a little bit of hope for Dermis Garcia on this whole front is that he did, in fact, cut his strikeout rate in the minor leagues this season. So there is a chance that he can come back next year and with a little bit more experience after facing big league pitching, uh, he could be a guy that strikes out 29.9% of the time. That is the hope. And it could arguably be more than a hope because he's already done it. In 2021, he was striking out 37.9% of the time in double A with the Yankees. Uh, the year before that, he was striking out at 35.4% in, in high A. So he's he's been a high strikeout guy throughout his career. And that's probably why the Yankees decided to move on from him, even though he hit 31 home runs last season. Uh, this season, he started off the season with Las Vegas, the AAA affiliate of the Oakland A's, and his strikeout rate dropped by 8% to that magical number that I mentioned, 29.9. So he's already cut it to 29.9 once. He cut it by 8% going up a level it, while also switching farm systems and all that stuff. But I, th I think that that's an intriguing thing to keep in mind here. I know that, you know, 44 and a half is very, very high for a strikeout rate in the big leagues, but hey, maybe he can keep cutting it and dwindle it down there to that 29.9 level. And there's some other things that were intriguing about his ascent from double uh, A AA to triple A, and he went up a level. He held his walk rate consistent with what it was in 2021. He cut his strikeout rate by 8%, and he actually improved his slugging percentage from 486 to 498. All the while, he hit 31 home runs last year. He hit 13 this season, and his slugging percentage went up while also having all of those other good things happening for him. So I think that he can do it. We're going to find out, obviously, and I know that he strikes out a lot, but I am intrigued in what Dermis Garcia brings next season. Who knows? Maybe he could be that Chris Davis shining light for the next competitive cycle. I'm not ruling it out just yet. I want to see him thrive in the big leagues and specifically in the green and gold. But coming up, we're talking about some other guys that are going to be probably wearing some green and gold fairly soon. Maybe next season, we're talking about some call-ups that are going from double A to triple A for the last week or so of the season. So uh, stay tuned. These days, every potential new hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. And it is super easy to create a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs. Once you do that, you can add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockedonmlb. That's linkedin.com slash lockedonmlb to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. We are free and available every single day. That is the whole thing with Locked On. It's your team every day 
we're going to be here for you guys to talk some A's baseball. And if you if that's not enough, if hearing this is not enough for you every single day, you can also follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter. But let's talk about some of these call ups that the A's are making by being promoted to AAA. Uh, the A's have officially announced that some of their top prospects are going to be moving to AAA for the final week of the season. So let's talk about some of the years these guys are having. First up, we got Tyler Soderstrom, the A's number two overall prospect, according to MLB Pipeline. He's also a top 100 prospect because you know he's good. Uh, I always seem to forget that Tyler Soderstrom is still just 20 years old because he's just a masher of baseballs. And also, it feels like he's been around for a while, but it's only been a couple of years. So Tyler Soderstrom is uh, great at what he's doing. I, I like hearing that, honestly. Uh, so he was the A's first round pick in 2020 at 26th overall, and he started the year off poorly in high A Lansing. After the first month of the season, Soderstrom was hitting 159, and it was around that time that I asked Lugnuts announcer Jesse Goldberg Strassler uh, how Tyler Soderstrom was looking to him because he got to see him every single day. And, uh, Jesse said that he, he he's looking okay, but the weather hadn't been great, which was suppressing a lot of the offense in the entire league. So he, he told me not to worry. And uh, of course, Jesse was right. Um, he was in Lansing through the end of July. So basically from May to July, he just uh, mashed baseballs pretty, pretty consistently there because he finished his time there with an average of 260. So a hundred points higher than it was in the first month. So he had to hit well above 260 to get there. Uh, and then he also had an on-base percentage of 323. He also clubbed 20 home runs and drove in 71 runs in his time with Lansing. So uh, that's a heck of a season right there. But then he played a couple of more months in AA Midland. And in his two months there, he hit 278 with a 327 on base. He had eight home runs and 28 RBIs. So in total, Soderstrom has 28 home runs on the season and 99 RBI. He's 20 years old and about to make his triple A debut. Get excited about this guy. We don't get excited about prospects enough sometimes. And Tyler Soderstrom is going to be a guy, I think, for the A's. Obviously, uh, he was drafted as a catcher, but I don't know that he's going to be a catcher. Uh, I, th I think in, in my head right now, because I am not in the A's front office, but you would imagine that Tyler Soderstrom, who's been bandied about by basically everybody but the A's to be a future first baseman, would be a, a first baseman of the future for the A's. And then you could have, you know, Susak or Lang Langoliers or whoever you want behind the dish. Maybe even Sean Murphy. Maybe they, maybe they don't trade him. Who knows? And then you could have Jordan Diaz being the A's DH. I, I like those ideas. And then maybe you have Dermis Garcia over there in left field playing Chris Davis. I don't know. I, I, I like those bats, though. Those are some decent bats that the A's have all of a sudden. And, uh... That, that only leaves a few positions that they need to figure out. But moving on here, uh, moving on up to Vegas with Tyler Soderstrom is going to be the A's number four overall prospect, according to MLB Pipeline. And that is Zach Geloff, the A's second rounder from 2021. Geloff started the season absolutely on 
fire for Midland. He was batting 315 with a 372 on base in the first two months of the season before an injury kept him out of game action for all of June and half of July. So he missed some significant time with this injury. I believe there was a collision or something happened on the base pass and uh, it kept him out for a while. So uh, that stinks. Uh, since he's come back, his average hasn't been nearly as high, posting a 216 in July, a 240 in August, and a 226 in September, but he's still getting on base plenty because he's posted on base percentages of 370, 327, and 349 since the month of July. Geloff is also four hits shy of 100 hits on the season, so that is something to keep an eye on. If Obviously, you want to see Tyler Soderstrom get at least the one RBI, so he has to hit one home run for that. Maybe, why not hit two home runs in AAA? Why not just announce your presence in AAA by hitting two home runs, finishing, they could be solo bombs, finishing with 101 RBI, 30 home runs. That's a season for a 20-year-old right there. Uh, top prospect in baseball? Maybe. Um, and then you got Zach Geloff. Why not get him a 100-hit season? Why not? That would be a nice way to end the 2022 campaign. I know that it's been a, a bit of a slog with the batting average, which isn't the best way to judge people, but it, it, it's been a bit of a slog since he came back from injury. So why not have a hundred hit season under your belt and uh, hit the ground running in 2023? You have to think that he's probably going to be starting in AAA next season. So maybe he's going to be at the big league level at some point in 2023 as well. I'm excited about what's going on in the minor leagues right now. And there's two more guys that got called up and we're going to talk about them here in just one minute. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show and you've made it this far, please leave us a five-star review wherever you like to. That'd be very helpful for getting us on the charts and, uh, and you know, uh, not on the charts, up the charts and uh, into that number one position held by other podcasts that are inferior pod. No, they're all good. <laughs> but uh, also follow us on social media at Locked On Ace on Twitter and Instagram. I'm by Jason B on Twitter. Um, let's talk about some other stuff. And actually, as I've been recording, uh, the fourth guy that I'm going to talk about here, uh, the, the next guy is definitely moving up, but the fourth guy uh, has been reported by Melissa Lockhart to be part of the guys that have been promoted, but the aviators have not announced that he is being promoted and uh, neither has Martin Gallegos. So I don't know. They have at least three guys moving up, maybe four. I'm going to talk about the fourth guy anyway, just because, but just a little, a little tidbit there, just in case he, he is there. Then you have, what he's done. But if he's not there, then uh, there's some uh, some cross lines in communication. But let's talk about the first guy here, and that is Kyle McCann, who had an awful 2021 season. Uh, the 2019 fourth-round catcher out of Georgia Tech hit just 166 and had a 283 on base in Midland a year ago. He went from the A's number 22 prospect overall on MLB Pipeline to being completely unranked for the entirety of this season. But this season, he has had a pretty nice comeback for himself. Uh, he's hitting 238 with a 342 on base. Obviously, the, the batting average isn't great, but the on base is pretty nice for a catcher, you got to say. And he's been slugging the ball a whole lot more. He's raised his slugging percentage by 200 points, and he has 20 home runs on the season. He's doing it all. And you have to think that the 2020 minor league season being canceled had to have had a negative effect on McCann 
going into 2021 or last season. So for him to come out this season and show what he can do and have this kind of a season, this kind of a bounce back season, I think that's pretty cool. And the fact that he's getting a look at AAA to end the season uh, is just, it's got to be the icing on the cake for Kyle McCann. So congrats to Kyle McCann for, for putting in the work, showing what he can do and getting that promotion, getting to be one step away from the big leagues, which is everybody's dream once you get to pro ball. So uh, that's awesome. And now finally, we have uh, the, the fourth guy who may or may not be going to Vegas. I don't know, but um, hopefully, because he's had a pretty decent season. And that's uh, that's Jeff Criswell over here, who is the A's second round pick in the 2020 draft and the A's number 19 overall prospect. And uh, Real quick, I know that he may or may not be going, so we got some time. So uh, while I'm talking, go look him up. Find a picture of him with a beard. It's, it's his MILB.com uh, player page. Just look for that. Look for the picture with him with a beard. Him without a beard, this isn't going to work. But him with a beard, and tell me he doesn't look like Shea Langoliers like to a T, according to your memory of what Shea Langoliers looks like. Um I think that that's going to be one heck of a battery once they get to Oakland. And, you know, you got Langoliers catching and Criswell throwing. They're identical, according to my memory. So I'm also getting old. Uh, anyways, uh, the right-hander Criswell, he dealt with some injuries last season. But he's making starts consistently in the minors this year, initially with Lansing and then moving up to Midland in the middle of June uh, with the Lugnuts. He had a hits per nine of 6.7. So that was that was pretty solid. He was doing fairly well in Lansing. But with the Rockhounds, he was a little more hittable, allowing nine and a half hits per nine. And that's something that uh, we definitely should keep an eye on as he gets to Vegas is How's he getting hit? Is he getting swings and misses? Is he is he getting lit up like this? Um, his ERAs were still fine. I think it was like 3-8 and like 4-2 between the two stops. Lansing was obviously 3-8 and Midland was 4-2. But um, something to keep an eye on there. The strikeout rate went down a little bit. His walk rate went up slightly. But, you know, those are... That usually happens. Also, the hits per nine usually go up as well. But seeing how his stuff plays at AAA is going to be something that intrigues me because that could, I mean, obviously it's going to be a very small sample size if he makes it into a game or two here with the with the Aviators down the stretch. But that could determine whether or not the A's think that he needs to start back in Midland or he gets a promotion to AAA at the beginning of 2023. And so that's something to keep an eye on if he is in fact promoted. So uh, that's where we are here. Everybody's had a good season. So congrats to these three or four guys. And uh, hopefully we can move on from there and, you know, see, see some of these guys in the big leagues next season, because um, it, it can't be worse than what we're seeing now. <laughs> Anyways, that's all that I got for you guys today. Thank you so much again for making Locked On A's your first listen every day. Now, Go make your second listen to the Locked On MLB podcast because baseball likes her Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, brings humor and passion and a unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB. He's on the Odyssey app. He's on YouTube. He's wherever you get podcasts. So go follow Locked On MLB. Follow this show if you haven't already. And then follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm about Jason B on Twitter. That's all that I got for you guys today. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, Ace fans, and I will talk at you tomorrow.